the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show on Apopka's hometown station, 1520 WBZW. Great to be with you today. Always great to spend these few moments with you every week to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. I have a great show for you today. And first of all, we have an excellent guest, one of our regular contributors to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, Mr. Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video, where memories last forever. Hello, Vito. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Rod. Great to be here as always. What a blessed day today is. It's another beautiful day throughout Central Florida. Absolutely. And, you know, Vito is thinking about blessings and the time of year. We're uh, getting uh, solidly into spring now. And on the horizon is summer. And, of course, with summer comes um, a large number of events, wonderful family events, uh, events, um, you know, where people get together, share their relationships over the years, and also um, some very special holidays. For instance, of course, we all know there are a lot of weddings during the summer. Summer is a time for reunions, uh, everything from family reunions to high school reunions and college reunions to military uh, reunions and veterans reunions. And, of course, Mother's Day is not too far away. And then after that, Father's Day. These are all, uh, of course, uh, related to what you do at Network Sound and Video in two ways. One, of course, we... All of us love to record these memories at these events, and you can help with that. But even more importantly, uh, for Father's Day and Mother's Day specifically, and um, you know, you as we've talked about many times before, Network Sound and Video is a perfect place to get a wonderful, unique, personal gift for on for Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, uh, anniversaries, things like this. And the thing that I'd like to have you address is. These are great ideas, but it takes a little time for you to put these wonderful things together. So now is a good time to contact Network Sound and Video for your gifts that you'll be giving this summer. That's correct, Rod. And and uh, as you had mentioned, yeah, Mother's Day is coming up, graduation, Father's Day. A lot of military events are happening, and, of course, the weddings. And all these things are generally planned well ahead of time, except sometimes they forget the, the one thing they're going to do is they're going to do this presentation package where they'll have a slideshow, for instance. And it, what a great thing, what a great event, and they have all these pieces that have to be put together and to make you know the video work and the photos and the slides and the 35-millimeter scans and everything that we do to put these packages together. Of course, you know that we restore everything audio and video. So in a twofold, it will restore a lot of these uh, pictures and media that they have. And then secondly, then they take the best pieces and we slice things together and dice them and put them into photo montages and slideshows. Uh, and it really comes out great, but it does take a little while for them to get 
to, for us to put them together. So it's something in whenever they're planning these events, it would be a real good uh, asset for them to remember to, to just get things like this in a little ahead of time because sometimes, uh, you know, they've got to be cut and edited. Sometimes they have to be repaired before we can even use, say, uh, a portion of a videotape that's been around for 30 years and they don't realize that, you know, that it may have, uh, you know, broken off the hub. We do all the repairs in-house here. But that's the thing to think of. Just think of it a little bit ahead of time. Put it in your regular, you know, schedule. If they're planning a wedding, if they've got a family reunion coming up, a birthday or an anniversary, to plan, put this as one of the main things that has to get done a little ahead of time so it puts a lot less pressure on them and on us also to get these jobs done. But, uh, yeah, what a great way to restore memories and bring back uh, the, the photos and the slides and, and put all that together uh, for these photo montages and just to, just to be able to condense all the old media and get it so that you can watch it. You know, that, that's the main thing, just to make sure that it's it, able to be watched and be shared again, uh, you know, with the new technology that's out there. It makes it, it, makes it really, really nice. Friends, you're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now, we're speaking with Mr. Vito Fira, founder of Network Sound and Video. They're conveniently located in Longwood on Ronald Reagan Boulevard. Also, and of course, you can find them at NetworkSoundandVideo.com. And also want to encourage you that you do, they're phone-friendly as well. And, you know, if it's a quicker route for you, just pick up the phone and call Vito and Rhonda. And that number is 407-834-8555, 834 8555. Now, Vito, why don't we, I'd like to have you maybe take a step back and give kind of a broad brush overview of some of the the kinds of things that you can do and that you do do um, to help people at Network Sound and Video restore these wonderful memories and make up-to-date presentations because, you know, we have listeners, new listeners every single week, and some of them might not be as familiar uh, with what you do at Network Sound and Video as as many of our uh, regular long-time listeners. Well, yes, thank you. Uh, we are located right on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood, so we do have a nice suite that you can come in, visit with us. We can go over some of your projects. That's the first thing, you know. If uh, We'll get callers that call from all over the country, actually, and they'll ask various different questions, like where do I send the product? And you know, you can, they can mail them in or they can drop them off because we are here. We've, we've got live phones. We don't use uh, answering services or anything like that. We're here, and we're here to work with those folks to restore all these wonderful projects. Now, some folks have said, well, I've got a bunch of videos, for instance, like VHS and, and such, and they don't even know what's on them. And many of them, like the first, maybe they had three children, and the first child, they've got ten tapes that are all labeled. Well, this one has Jason on it. The second one has Michelle, and maybe they had two tapes that were labeled. And the third little guy comes in, and all the tapes are unlabeled, so we have to figure out what's on them. And they'll say to me, well, I don't even have a VCR. Where can I buy a VCR? Well, they're not made anymore. They actually discontinued VCR uh, manufacturing from Japan in 2016 of August. They stopped making them, so you can't even buy them under any brand name. But I would suggest that if they wanted to uh, review their tapes, I mean, you can they can go to their different places like uh, the uh, Goodwill stores and the second-hand shops, and sometimes in the back they may have a VCR machine back there that can help them review what's on the tape before they bring them in. If not, we have the facility here. They can come in, set up an appointment. We can actually go over all the tapes with them, see what's on all the different camcorders, for instance, and same thing with audio. Reels, they may have reel-to-reels, and there's no marking on a reel-to-reel, and they're not even sure what's on there. Maybe their dad had recorded things, or their mom was singing somewhere back in the you know, 50s or 60s. You know, we, can, we have a facility to, re, to review all of that with them. 
So that's one of the things that uh, will help them in order to decide what they would like to use and keep and start out with first because we'll help them budget whatever they would like to record and start to restore as uh, into new memories. We're speaking with Mr. Vito Ferro, founder of Network Sound and Video. You can find them at 24-7, 365 at NetworkSoundandVideo.com. You can drop by and say hello and see them in person. They're conveniently located in Longwood on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in the Merritt Center. Or you can just give them a call at 407-834-8555, 407-834-8555. Now, Vito, one of the things that's always great to talk to you about is the tremendous variety of things that you do uh, to prepare uh, things for, for people and, and the tremendous variety of events, special events in their lives that you help them document and preserve and restore. You know, with Mother's Day coming up, can you share maybe an example of something you've done either recently or over the years uh, as a Mother's Day gift? Well, it is a great gift because, you know, maybe you're trying to come up with something really special for mom, and maybe uh, dad could even help and say they've got their old wedding tape, for instance, that was maybe shot on a VCR tape or or an old high eight uh, camcorder. And see, that is a special, special gift. You know, they'd be able to actually watch a memory that was that was done 10, 20, 30, even close to 45 years ago when, like, VCRs had just uh, come into into uh, the, 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 you know, public domain kind of area. And, uh, and they can restore something like that or put a little photo montage together, bring in old pictures, and we would assemble those into a slideshow. And what a great thing is at the Mother's Day event, you know, there they are, everybody's around on Sunday afternoon and say, we have a special event coming up, and, and let me show you this little program. And they pop on their, their DVD player or so, or so uh, you know, on their big screen TV, and they show this, all the, you know, pictures, and, and add, we can add music to it and everything. And just most people come back in and say it was the best thing that happened, you know. <laughs> the hamburgers and hot dogs were great, but <laughs> but the slideshow <laughs> presentation was just tremendous, and it just went over. And that that's something they can we can put together for any of those events that, are, that may be coming up. You know, and that's why, as our listeners can obviously tell, I'm so excited and passionate about the work that you do at Network Sound and Video is because you know Mother's Day is, is a is a tough uh, holiday to, to shop for. Father's Day is a tough holiday to shop for. Right. Also, mothers and fathers' birthdays. Um, but the things that, that that you can do to help people just craft the absolute perfect gift—a gift that you know our our fathers, our mothers, our loved our loved ones, friends will cherish forever—and um, it's and it's much easier than people might know. You, you you're the ones you and Ron are the ones that do all the heavy lifting on it. All our our friends need to do is contact you at Network Sound and Video, and, and you'll take it from there. That's right. And and don't forget the audio portion of it, too. A lot of people will come in and say, my dad has collected 30 cassette tapes of all his favorite songs. And he may have recorded them off of the radio or just whatever, old bands and things like that. And the one thing he would been, had mentioned to me is like a, a son or daughter listening to the conversations, I'd love to listen to my old cassettes again, but I can't because I can't, don't have a cassette player. My car and the new car didn't even come with a with a cassette player in it anymore. They don't make those anymore. And what would I do? And they'll bring these in and we'll restore them and put them like on a CD or even MP3 if they have MP3 players and some of the new cars come out with those. 
and it it was just the most enjoyable gift for these folks that they actually got to to listen to their favorite songs that they listened to years and years ago and uh and it just brought all those great memories back to life in fact when when these are playing sometimes we we crank up the music because it's it's great in the office you know you hear these oldies play and stuff like that stuff that you really know the words to and you can tap your foot to and stuff and so folks really enjoy doing that so that's another another option and we do everything from you know every imaginable kind of cassette record album old from 33 rpm 45 rpm 78s people bring into us and we restore all the audio also so don't forget about that portion thank you for sharing Vito Fira friends of course I'd love to encourage you to contact Vito and Rhonda at networksoundvideo.com the thing that I especially want to emphasize is contact them early it takes a little time to put all these wonderful things together but if you're thinking of, of the perfect gift uh, unique one of a kind gift for Mother's Day for Father's Day for other gift giving opportunities over the summer I urge you to get in touch with Vito and Rhonda soon, and you can do that three very easy different ways. One, of course, always online, NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Drop by and see them on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood in the Merritt Center, or (laughs) do the old school way. Just pick up the phone and call them, 407-834-8555. That's 834-8555. Thank you, Vito. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Are you... Welcome back. Roger Franklin Williams Show. Good to be with you today. Have a little bit different show today. It was Really enjoyed that segment, and I'm sure you did with Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. As you can tell, I'm passionate about the work that he does there. And yes, I've talked about before, one of the reasons for that is that literally for 30 plus years, I had things that were important to me, one of which was my old college uh, uh, videotape uh, on VH uh, you know, cassette that I had recorded back um, when I was working with Channel 5 in Gainesville as part of my, uh, you know, efforts getting my journalism degree at Florida. News interviews that I did as a reporter, things like that, that um, just literally sat in a box for 30 years, and I didn't know, you know, how to even watch it anymore because all the ways that would have been, uh, you could have watched it based on that outdated technology were were no longer existed anymore. So anyway, wanted to get that... um, restored and hopefully updated. I didn't even know if that was even possible. Didn't really even know where to go to even find somebody that could do that if people actually did do that. Uh, also, I had a, um, back in the day, you know, and some of you actually remember back in the day when I was a candidate for the Florida legislature back in 1988, the annual WMFE Channel 24 debate, which all candidates participated in, um, that was some dear friends of mine videotaped that and I'd never seen it after all these years. So anyway, those are the kinds of things that sat in a box for thir- for 25 plus years. And, but anyway, those are the kinds of things that, that Vito can do. One of the, one of the many variety of things that Vito and Rhonda can do, they can get these things that are sitting in a box that you can't even access anymore because the technology is outdated and they can update them to modern technology 
Uh, you can just plug in a disc, watch them on your computer. You can plug, they can put them on a thumb drive. They can take boxes and boxes and boxes of videotapes, pictures, all these kinds of things, of uh, eight millimeter film, and they can reduce it literally to a thumb drive, which which is just uh, so anyway, which you can store. You can plug it in your computer and watch these things anytime you want to. So it's always great to have Vita join us and and talk about the great work that he does because I know how important it is and what a big help and a big blessing it is to those of us that have these kinds of memories, which is most of us that we want to restore and and, and continue to enjoy. Again, you can find him at networksoundvideo.com. You can drop by and see him on Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood, or you can just give him a call at 407-834-8555. Now I'd like to shift gears and talk a little bit about our current events, uh, current events from a national perspective. And once again, talk about the Trump administration, because one of the things, and I've talked about this before, it's a consistent theme on our show, that you know, I think, I think is, is <laughs> the mainstream media is doing a real disservice to themselves and to the citizens that they uh, supposedly are, are there to serve, which are the American people, by their incredibly slanted coverage, over-the-top negative coverage of Donald Trump and the Trump administration. Now, of course, there are numerous reasons for that, and you know, we talk about those. The point I want to make and what um, you know, the reason I want to share these thoughts with you is to give more of a balanced view of Trump's presidency um, and the things that he is um, yeah, doing, and from a perspective that's not just 100% over-the-top, passionate uh, attack on Donald Trump. And let, let me just kind of start here, and um, and let me also say that thanks to a wonderful gift from my friend, our friend Chris Hart, founder and host of the American Adversaries Program, which you hear, of course, right here on FM 105, The Answer, AM 660, The Answer, and... 1520 WBCW gave me a great book um, on the Trump uh, campaign by Corey Lewandowski, who was actually, you know, his um, campaign manager for most of that campaign. He eventually got fired, which is pretty much everybody does in politics at some point. And uh, that's documented in the book. But he still remains a loyal, passionate supporter of Donald Trump. He's actually even kind of more of an informal advisor now, um, still actively involved. In, in the in the political process. But the point is, here's the point I want to make. This Trump presidency, whether you like him or don't like him, whether you agree with some or most of the things he does, whether you disagree, some most, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, there's certainly a lot of people out there disagree with everything Trump does, and the, especially the ways he, he does it. But whether, regardless of which side you're on, whether you're Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, moderate, independent, whatever. This is a fascinating presidency to observe. That's the way that I'm looking at it. And that's the way I would encourage everybody to look at it. For instance, just because you're a different party than somebody, or just because you might be a conservative and they're liberal, or you're liberal and they're conservative, doesn't mean that you can't objectively observe their presidency and, and, you know, have some kind of objective evaluation of it, maybe even enjoy some of the you know aspects of it. I'll give you an example. 
I remember the presidency of Lyndon Johnson very, very well. And we'll even talk more about that. I'd like to, if we have time, talk more about the Kennedy administration, John F. Kennedy administration on today's program. Uh, But, um, you know, I certainly never (laughs) from day one was a supporter of Lyndon Johnson. Now, I was a little kid at that time, but I was pretty astute. My mother and father talked politics, you know, all the time, really. They were very informed, up to date. Um, my father was actively supported candidates. And so anyway, I was uh, just from my earliest days brought up in an environment where politics, government, current events were talked about, a major topic of conversation in the home. And so I certainly had some, you know, feelings and observations about Lyndon Johnson and his presidency and never was on board with it. You know, I was always basically uh, never really liked him. Let's put it that way. Um you know, the more you learn about Johnson, probably the more you you dislike him. Not that he didn't have, but that ironically, he had some extraordinary accomplishments legislatively, especially in the first two years. I mean, and he should be credited with the Civil Rights Act of 64 and Civil Rights Act of 65, which were watershed events in American history. And those uh, things would not, flat out would not have happened without Johnson's skill and drive and passion and, and just pushing him through and his knowledge of how to work the Senate and the Congress, which came from his long legislative career. Um, a lot of that was at the Senate majority leader and minority leader. Um, so anyway, um, here's the point I'm making is, is I, I, I'm fascinated by Johnson, by his presidency. It, it's enjoyable. It's pleasurable to read about um, his presidency, to see these accounts. And now, Thanks to the magic of YouTube, you can you can really see a lot of uh, firsthand documented activity during Johnson's presidency. There was a phenomenon. Uh, a historian named Michael Beschloss did an exhaustive review of the presidency, and, and you know the tapes that <laughs> that the audio tapes that were being recorded that you know were responsible for bringing Nixon down. Um, were, those were done. It, those were alive in, in, in the Kennedy administration. Those were being done in the Johnson administration. In fact, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think Kennedy was the one that, that instituted them. And now uh, people have gone back. They've archived, led by this by a historian, Michael Beschloss, and they've archived and they've these phone conversations from Johnson, and they're absolutely fascinating. The actual phone conversations Johnson had with people like Robert Kennedy, his arch enemy, his hated, mutually hated uh, arch enemy, J. Edgar Hoover, Jackie Kennedy, Richard Russ, Senator Richard Russell, who was really one of the most influential men in the Senate at that time and, and a very close friend of Johnson. Uh, these you can, you can hear him, you know, jawboning people and you, you can actually hear how he was very effective at, at getting his agenda through and and uh, getting people on board, if you will, even to the point of badgering and bullying, um, some cases cajoling. But my point is, it's I, even though I don't like Johnson, even though I don't, um, and of course, you know, the tragedy of, of, of Johnson and his administration and one of the great tragedies of American history is, is the way that he conducted um, the Vietnam War, you know, and I think that he's got the blood of tens of thousands of, of young men, you know, on, on his hands, literally. But, um, you know, he had the moron McNamara, who, who was considered by the elite, by the people that we would call now the swamp, um, uh, Robert McNamara, the, the defense secretary during those Vietnam years, um, he was con- McNamara was considered to be one of the most brilliant men in the country at that time. There was a phrase they used, the best and the brightest. That was the phrase that the mainstream media used to um, ex- describe John F. Kennedy's cabinet, the best and the brightest. 
which gives a little hint of the kind of media coverage that John F. Kennedy received, which was over-the-top positive. Um, so, but anyway, McNamara, instead of being one of the best and the brightest, the guy, you know, obviously, historical perspective, um, many people, you know, understood it at the time. He was making these horrible decisions about Vietnam. The guy wasn't one of the best and the brightest. The guy was a moron. The, the guy was literally an imbecile. And because of Robert McNamara with, you know, the sanction of, of President Johnson by you know, listening to him and letting him do whatever he wanted to do in terms of uh, policy in Vietnam, tens of thousands of young men died. Uh, America wound up with egg on its face from that Vietnam debacle. And um, so anyway, my point is Johnson's legacy is extraordinarily uh, a mixed bag. But my the point that I want to continue to make, and it's related to Trump's presidency, is you can you can disagree with the president, you can not be on board with them, all those things, and still, still look at look at the events during that time and and appreciate them from a from a historical perspective, both positive and negative. That is completely not being done with Trump, um, certainly by the mainstream media, and I think there might be some people out there that are really missing out the people that are swayed by the mainstream media, people that, you know, li- somehow you know, listen to it. And, and I'll, let me say this. My first instinct is to say, well, most people that listen to this show um, and appreciate it don't really um, pay attention to the mainstream media or maybe not even, even, you know, avoid it, don't even consume it. And I think that's a true to a certain extent. But I can also tell, uh, no, and this is from my own experience, if you're even listening to this stuff, it, it will have an effect and it will taint your perspective. I know that that happened to me until I just flat out stopped watching it. Uh, and I didn't even realize because I was thinking, I don't pay attention to that stuff. But but uh, just the way the media works, the way that um, communication works, uh, if, if, you, if you watch <laughs> uh, anything that you watch via television, via media, is going to a certain amount of it's going to seep into your subconscious even, uh, and you will be swayed and brainwashed to a certain extent. Anyway, we're up on our next break. We'll pick this up when I come back. The theme is um, I would encourage you to enjoy just observing the Donald Trump presidency um, and, and and enjoy the historical nature of it, um, one of a kind nature of it. Anyway, we'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Williams show. Great to be with you today as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. I want to give you a word about some people that are doing, doing a great job serving their customers and supporting their community, and that is Tony Russi and the people, excuse me, it's Rick Russi and the people at Tony Russi Insurance in Sanford. Honest, helpful, Courteous and knowledgeable. The great people at Tony Russ Insurance in Sanford will help you protect your home, family, and auto with courtesy and professionalism. Find out more at TonyRussyInsurance.com and visit them on Facebook at Tony Russi Insurance. Also want to let you know, give you a word about our friends over at Sheeler Auto, of course, auto repair. 
and let you know that if you are a friend of yours or a member of your family is looking for someone who will take care of your auto with old school honesty, efficiency, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheila Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka, and be sure you tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now back to our discussion about the Trump presidency, and just the point that I'm making is that it, it, it is that I, I the the media coverage is so over the top, negative to the point of being, from my perspective, completely non credible. But I think for a few people out there, and I would say some people that listen to our show, they are essentially being brainwashed, whether wittingly or not wittingly, into not even being able to observe the Trump presidency in any kind of a historical perspective, and. My point is, if, for instance, a lot of the things that Trump is criticized for, even by, even by non-Trump haters, and this is all led you know, by the mainstream media, is his style, if you will. Well, personally, <laughs> I find the style refreshing. The point about the, his style, though, is he's a unique guy. Nobody in modern history with his background has ever even been president, could ever even get themselves elected president. Um, so to me, I find that fascinating. Now, I guess if, if you're predisposed just to flat-out hate Trump, hate everything he stands for, hate everything he represents, obviously you would miss that. <laughs> um, and that, obviously, that phrase I just mentioned certainly describes literally, <laughs> virtually, uh, virtually, if not literally, every member of the so-called mainstream media, which, of course, are just another extension of the swamp, the national elites and the national elite wannabes, who are completely disconnected from the from the average American from the from real people as I, as I you know like you and I who got and live every day and focus on the things we do earn a living try to get back to our community try to be a, a good husband mother etc et brother father etc that's what real people in this country are, are are used to doing that's what they do in their lives the people in the swamp the uh, elected of you know, the Congress if you will um, the bureaucrats the, the media of course who cover them uh, all the people that this, which would, this is how I would define a swamp. The elites, the decision-making elites, live completely different lives. They have no concept of what real life is for for real people in America. They're real Americans, so they uh, their coverage re- reflects that. And so my point is that 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 tr- there, there are a lot of interesting historical things happening with Trump, his presidency that are completely being missed because the coverage is just so totally over the top against him by the mainstream media, AKA the uh, members of, of, of the swamp. And for instance, I'll just use an example, which is, I think everybody has an op- opinion on Trump's tweeting, his utilize, utilizing Twitter and, you know, his unvarnished comments he makes on Twitter once again, now personally, I think it's great, and I've argued it, and I know a lot of people who like would be who like Trump or would like to like him or it would be generally supportive, if you will, or at least open-minded. You know, people who are not members of the swamp, people who are not Trump haters or leftists, don't like the tweeting, bothered by it, um, you know, et cetera. Wish he wouldn't do it. I'm not in that camp personally. I think it's, I, I think it's entertaining. I think it's fascinating. I think it's interesting. I also would 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 say to you that I also think he. For most, for the most part, <laughs> he's very strategic in what he's doing. For the most part, 
I think that he has an agenda. And, and whatever he tweets, he's got a reason for doing it, no matter how over the top it might seem at the time or how spontaneous it might seem. He's sending subtle and not so subtle messages to certain people through these tweets. And those people might be the leadership of North Korea, might be the leadership of Syria, um, it might be you know, Democrat leadership, um, among others. But I think that personally, I think Trump's tweets are very effective I think that he's using them strategically in most cases. I think he's using them as a negotiating tool in many cases. And if you read his book and if you follow his career as a businessman, um, they're right consistently in keeping with his some of his strategies for negotiating and, and, and getting deals done. But but for, regardless of whether you like the tweeting or you don't like the tweeting, it's historic. <laughs> We've never had a president who who is just out there and is and is who is as accessible. As Donald Trump is, we never had a president who we know exactly what he's thinking literally every day because he's sharing it with us. I just think that that's a that's an I don't think it's just reality. That's an interesting phenomenon. It's a different phenomenon in American history. And, and I and I think personally, my opinion is that that's one of the reasons that Trump has got such a large following, such a loyal following. And the, one of the, the main reasons he got he went he we waited through what, twenty five, twenty six Credible Republican presidential candidates uh, ran circles around all of them, wound up with the nomination, which was fascinating and historic. Then ultimately became elected president, which was fascinating and historic. It's because he, um, you know, because of this, he's different. He's so he's entertaining. Trump brings an entertainment value to the equation, the political equation that I that I think a lot of people enjoy. It gets more people engaged. It makes politics, national politics, presidential politics, uh, governing in Washington, more accessible to more people. More people are following Trump and his presidency now. I mean, I'm talking about real people. I'm not talking about swamp dwellers or elites or media elites. But just because it's just so flat out entertaining, whether you like it or not. And that's a thing that is, as I read history, the more I read history, and especially going back to the days of our founders, founding fathers and the way that they engage in politics, the way Trump is engaging in politics is very similar to the way they did. Uh, they were, the founders were incredibly hard edged in, in their practicing politics in their debating. Um, Alexander Hamilton, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, um, you know, the, these men were, were no holes barred in their politics. Some of the things that, that, that Alexander Hamilton said about, John Adams, who I think at the time was actually President John Adams, would just be completely over the top, even by Trumpian standards. And the thing is, Hamilton and Adams were in the same party. They were both Federalists. So I just I just think that, um, personally, I'd just rather see Trump or somebody like him who's not boring. Because over the years, certainly during my lifetime, with a, a brief exception, uh, brief exceptions here and there, certainly Reagan, with his incredible extraordinary communication skills and his mastery of the media, his understanding of the way television worked, uh, understanding of how to communicate through the media and the people around him uh, that he had around him, such as Michael Deaver and many others, they understood that um, just explicitly and implicitly as well. And so I, you know, I think that he, Reagan had a certain entertainment value, certainly not the, the over the top style that Trump, Trump's got. Clinton <laughs> brought, you know, if you want to call it that quote, entertainment value, and I think that's one of the reasons that Clinton was able to survive uh, the impeachment process and survive all the enormous scandals. This was because 
like him or not, you know, <laughs> agree or not, disagree, there was a certain entertainment value that Clinton brought to the equation. Now, I would argue that that was more of a much more of a bad thing than a good thing, because I do think he was a disgrace on the presidency, and I think his antics certainly lowered the bar for what we expect in a president. But my, but my point is, looking at it from a purely objective point of view, I think a lot of people, you know, the times were very good then economically. Uh, people were not, most people were not suffering economically. Businesses were doing well. Stock market was going up. I think people just said, hey, okay, everything, you know, things are going pretty well. You know, why rock the boat? And plus the guy is kind of a, kind of entertaining anyway. But, but that's the kind of the point I'm making is that generally speaking, over the course of my lifetime, past 50 plus years, politics has been very boring. Uh, just, you know, you look at candidates like Humphrey and Nixon, and I've, I've seen some of the speeches. And let, let me just tell you that I would encourage you to, to utilize Google and YouTube because it's amazing what you can find on YouTube. It's amazing the speeches that you can find on YouTube. You can find speeches by Kennedy and Nixon during the, the Kennedy-Nixon campaign of 60, which was, was a really a highly entertaining, fascinating campaign. You can find speeches from the 68 campaign. And uh, But my point is, if if you look at your standard issue politician, I would put George W. Bush in that category. I would put uh, George Herbert Walker Bush in that category. Um, certainly uh, people like Mondale and a lot of these standard issue Demo- liberal Democrats. Uh, the typical politician is just completely boring. The way they present themselves is boring. The way politicians and even media even talk about and you know engage in political discussion is boring, 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 boring. Trump, <laughs> love him or hate him, whatever you want to say about him, however your personal feelings are, Trump is not boring. <laughs> Trump is, is in, interesting. I find him inciting, exciting because you never know what he's going to do next, and the tweeting is a part of that. And I would submit to you that at the end of the day, you add it all up, pluses and minuses, that's a political advantage for him because because just people just enjoy <laughs> kind of real people, not swamp dwellers, not elites, real people just kind of enjoy having him around just because they want to see what he's going to do next. And, and that go and that, and I don't want to trivialize his policies and his agenda and the thing he's doing, because that that's of course the biggest part of it is people, real people, real Americans are supportive of passionately supportive of his agenda, stated agenda, such as getting much, much, much tougher on illegal immigration, the way that he is obviously, um, respects what is you know termed American exceptionalism, the obvious love he has of country. Uh, America first. Yes, America first. I agree with that 100 million percent. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't agree with it? Well, a lot of people don't agree with it because they're uh, influenced by the left. Anyway, those are some thoughts about Donald Trump. We'll be right back in a moment. Back of the Weed Show. We'll continue our my our discussion, my thoughts, sharing my thoughts with you about Donald Trump and his presidency, and maybe some things that aren't talked about um, that you don't really see in, in the course of the regular coverage, because obviously it's so blatantly biased. And talk a little bit about that a little bit more as well in a moment. I, I do want to let you know that our program and all the programs you hear on our stations are supported by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, DC. BurnFatOrlando.com, and I want to let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with athletes at all levels, from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. 
When you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. Also, of course, want to say a hello to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you've got garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Florida Door Solutions carries all the best brands in the garage door industry and services all types and brands of garage doors. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com, or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR, and tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now, I'd like to pick up our discussion about the Trump presidency and um, and also to share some more contrast with Trump's presidency than, and the, than the John F. Kennedy presidency. Why don't we go ahead and shift gears on that right now? Of course, my premise is which is obviously not, no brilliant deduction. It's as obvious as you can get. However, there are people out there that, that do miss it, is that the, the, the media coverage of Trump, his presidency, I believe, it, it certainly, it's certainly it's the most outrageously biased, over-the-top negative, I would say even obsessive, compulsive negative coverage of any person that I've, I've seen in my lifetime, certainly any president or certainly elected official. And I think that that needs to be pushed back against. And that's why we're having this conversation right now. I don't think it's enough because at one time I even thought, well, gee, you know, that's so negative. People aren't even going to be, you know, appealed to it. People aren't even going to believe it. I've learned (laughs) because I know people that are being brainwashed. That's not really the case. Um, People are being brainwashed every day about Trump. A lot of people that, let me put it this way, comparatively speaking, not a whole lot of people listen to CNN Comparatively speaking, not a whole lot of people listen to or watch MSNBC, a lot of the other mainstream media, um, specifically those two. However, you know, a significant number of people watch it, and the people watching it are literally being brainwashed and swayed and influenced by it. Some of these people are, are good Americans and good people. So my point is, <laughs> you know, is, is where certainly what I'm going to do, and I encourage you to do too if, if you support Trump and support his agenda, which starts with America first, his respect and love for the country, his respect and love for our founding traditions, just like, like I do and, and, and you do, um, his understanding of the Declaration of Independence, his understanding of the role that God plays in our freedom, in the founding of the country, and, and in the whole concept of freedom, that our rights come from God, um, the natural law of things, not from man and not from governments. In fact, if you want to read an outstanding uh, inaugural address, it was John F. Kennedy's inaugural address from January of 1961, where he explicitly states that one of the outstanding things about our country and about our freedom, about America, is that we understand that our rights come from God, not from the generosity of the state. Of course, a lot of people on his side of the fence or who claim to be on his side of the fence now don't, don't buy into that at all. In fact, probably just the opposite. But my point is, is that you know, my point is not to just sit there and, and um, accept this super negative coverage of Trump, and, and 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 understand and acknowledge that that when that when you see polls or even you talk to friends, certain people, certain number of people are going to be um, swayed negatively by that, and we just have to, to try to help set the record straight with them, um, with with facts, which is I know from my own experience is incredibly tough to do, um, because politics is so emotional. But here, in our final moments, here's the point I would make, is that we need to understand and realize that the information we're getting about Trump is extraordinarily biased in a negative way. That will even, if you consume it, it will have an effect on you. It will. That's just, that's just fact. 
I have made a choice not to consume it. I haven't watched CNN, and I don't know when, other than when I briefly walk into a store or something, uh, which sadly has them on, and then I even try not to pay attention to it. But then I, it's almost a good thing because I see how incredibly off the wall, negative and slanted they are. But um, so, I, but I've just chosen not to, not to um, consume it, and I would encourage you to. But I haven't missed a thing <laughs> by not watching cable TV news. I haven't literally. I haven't missed a thing. I haven't missed a thing other than a lot of frustration and even sadness from from even checking out and observing MSNBC or or some of these, well, some, you know, pretty much all of the the mainstream media products. So that's the way that I've chosen to handle it. But but let me just say this is that the way, I just want to draw a contrast and give you a brief um, example, illustration. We talked a little bit about this last week. John F. Kennedy administration. Virtually and, and I'm old enough to remember, you know, the John F. Kennedy administration. I was very young. I was in first grade when he was assassinated. And, of course, that's a whole other topic for another day. But it's really amazing what the information, the credible information that's out there concerning what really happened in the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Of course, now that the case has gone cold, a lot of information um, has been lost to history and we'll never know. But to me, it's just absolutely obvious. I don't see how anybody could really take a thorough, objective analysis, if you will, or observation of the information that we do know and conclude that this was not a conspiracy. I think that it was absolutely a conspiracy to, to, to murder the president, President John F. Kennedy. I think the Warren Commission was a complete sham. It was an effort by, you know, by Lyndon Johnson to cover up and so that we could just move forward as a country. Now, I'm not even saying that that was even necessarily um, an awful thought to a certain extent by Johnson. I'm not even I'm not questioning his motives because, you know, he's probably thinking, well, gee, what, what if, you know, we investigate these things and what if we find out the Russians killed him um, or, or the Cubans supported by the Russians? We could be on the brink of nuclear war here. Uh, I don't want to have to deal with that. So I'm just saying that there were there were some logical reasons why, um, you know, they, they just kind of wanted to whitewash the assassination, put it behind us, try to move forward. But my point is, that's exactly what happened. Uh, some of the, you know, anyway, the, the Warren Commission was a sham. I mean, that's, that's just, you know, that's just a fact. But the point is, is you can... It's amazing what we can find now. It's amazing what you can find on YouTube. It's amazing what we what books have been written um, that really document. And my, my own personal theory, and and comes from the work done by the congressional committee on House assassination on assassinations, which took place in 1978, where and and um, Professor Blakely was a major driving force behind this, who's now a professor at Notre Dame at the time he was the counsel of this particular committee. He also early in his career came up as a young lawyer in Washington in the Justice Department uh, under Robert Kennedy, who was the attorney general. Uh, and he was part of the effort, the very aggressive effort to seek out, prosecute, investigate and prosecute members of the mafia. And I think this whole that whole effort led by Robert Kennedy definitely had a hand in the assassination of his brother, John F. Kennedy. But my point is, uh, Professor Blakely, others who did did the research, you know, who did not do what the Warren Commission did, which was just turn the other way, you know, look, put their heads in the sand, you know, come up with a bogus report. This House Congressional Committee on Assassinations in 1978 exhaustively researched, reviewed, talked to people, and their conclusion was there's a high probability that there was a conspiracy to murder President Kennedy and that the mafia was a big part of it. 
I subscribe to that theory. That that's and I don't even we obviously have time right now. We don't have time right now to go in and connect all the dots. But I encourage you to do your own your own research, and it's very easy to do. Once again, uh, utilizing tools such as YouTube and Google. But uh, here in our closing couple minutes, what I would say and what I'd like to say is that you know um, the way that the John Jeff Kennedy administration was covered by the mainstream media, and they they weren't anything like as, as biased as they are now, but they obviously back in that time were biased, and they were biased towards the liberal side of things, and they were biased towards the side of John F. Kennedy. What do any of us think about? What are some of the first images and first thoughts that come to our mind whenever we hear the name John F. Kennedy or the phrase John F. Kennedy presidency? Well, we, Camelot. Almost a utopian situation. The best and the brightest. His cabinet, the best and the brightest. Which, oh, by the way, the best and brightest were led by Defense Secretary Robert McNamara, who, as we talked about before, uh, history has proven to us, um, no, he wasn't one of the best and the brightest. The guy was an imbecile and a moron. And he took us down a path, uh, one of the most destructive paths in American history by the way he conducted the Vietnam War. But, and that that gets to my point. What, What do we think of with Trump? You know, a, a, a narrative, a false narrative that's being created uh, with all kinds of negative, negative imagery, negative uh, adjectives and negative assessments of Donald Trump. Negative, negative, negative coming from the mainstream media. OK, well, you, you take a OK, peel back the curtain on the John F. Kennedy presidency. And, and here's one thing in, in our finding uh, closing moments. And we'll talk more about this in the future. One of the things, one of the buzzwords, if you will, that the mainstream media attaches to Donald Trump's presidency, chaos. Oh, chaotic. Now, I will say. <laughs> That that you know, from what I you know read and observe from firsthand sources, and even observe from Trump's presidency, he is a fly by the seats kind of guy. He's very instinctive. He makes instantaneous uh, instinctive decisions, and, and that's very different from the presidencies that we've observed um, in, in recent years, certainly in my lifetime. But the point is, the media has you know creating a narrative of the pre- for pretty much from day one of the Trump presidency as as chaos. Well, if you take a hard look at the John F. Kennedy presidency, let me just to say in our closing seconds a few things. Okay, his brother was the attorney general, by the way, appointed with virtually no legal experience and background for the job to begin with in his early 30s. He had an employee named J. Edgar Hoover, who was the head of the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation. Hoover was literally conducting surveillance on both Robert F. Kennedy and John F. Kennedy. He let them know the things that he found, and yes, boy, I wouldn't believe some things he found, which would have you know, ended the John F. Kennedy presidency. Their FBI director was literally blackmailing the president and his boss, the attorney general. That's not chaotic? Anyway, it's been great to be with you today. Have a great day and a great week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.